Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hale. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. And we are, as you know, if you've been listening, working our way through the book of Galatians, and we've come up to chapter 5. We've dealt with the first 15 verses, and now we're diving into this last section in chapter 5 that we are all very familiar with, or at least it's a popular passage in Christian circles, because this is the section where we get into the fruit of the Spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all, all those things. It's where Paul really starts to dive into, in, in some particular ways, a contrast between the Christian life and the fleshy life. And so we're going to walk through this section slowly, just like we did the last section. I'm going to read verses 16 through 26, and we'll notice uh, uh, that it ends kind of in a, in a similar place as the last section that we looked at, because these sections really are connected. We broke them up for our purposes uh, on this podcast, but they really are kind of one continuous thought. So let me pray for us, and then we'll dive into the text. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We, we thank you for the spirit of whom we are reminded this morning, that he strengthens us in such a way that we won't gratify the desires of the flesh when we walk by his power, by his leading. Father, we pray that you would help us by your spirit to understand your word that we might have our eyes fixed on Christ, that we might be strengthened in the gospel. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So what Paul writes in Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Well, there's the section that we're all rather familiar with. And it really is an incredible section that helps us understand the Christian life and, and helps us understand uh, from whence the power to live the Christian life actually comes. We're just going to look at the first few verses of this section today, verses 16 through 18, because it really is kind of a summary statement of what Paul is trying to get at in this section, that there's this contrast between what the Spirit would lead us to do and what our flesh would lead us to do. He sets it up this way, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Now, I'm going to start with verse 17 here to kind of set up 
what's going on. And then we'll come back and look at what verse 16 is saying. He, he presents this idea in verse 17 that uh, there's the flesh and there's the Holy Spirit. And he says very plainly, these are opposed to each other. He says it in a couple different ways. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. These are opposed to each other. Do you feel the tension of the Christian life? Certainly, if, if you've given any amount of thought to the Christian life at all, the answer to that question is, well, yes, I feel it in a very real way. This is that tension. That our flesh, though having been conquered by Christ, though we are no longer enslaved to it, is not quite dead yet in some ways. It's opposing the Spirit, Paul says. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, who indwells us, is opposing it. So that we have this tension within us. They're opposed to one another, Paul says, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Now, this, if you read the commentaries, is a very difficult passage. It's a very difficult clause, this last clause of verse 17. Because it's not clear, is it the flesh keeping us from doing the things we want to do, or is it the spirit keeping us from doing the things we want to do, or is it somehow both that, that Paul is just kind of restating the opposition in a different way? What exactly is going on here? Who does the you, that pronoun in the English translations, who does that you refer back to? Well, there's not really a, a great answer. You can read all the best commentators on this, and, and they all struggle with it in different ways. The point of this section, though, the point of this verse, is for us to see that there is this real tension in the Christian life. That, that we are at war with our flesh. But that it's not us who's fighting that battle. Rather, it's the Spirit. This is why when we go back to Romans chapter 8, we're reminded, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. See, there's a lot of overlap in this section and in Romans 8. Some people see a connection back to Romans 7, where there's the whole, I want to do the things, but I can't do the things I want to do, and the law, and, the, you know, and all of that tension. But there's something different about this section than Romans 7. And that's where we come back to verse 16. In, in Romans 7, this is, this is what we read. Did that which is good then bring death to me? Talking about the law. By no means it was sin producing death in me through that which is good in order that the sin might be shown to be sin and through the commandment and though, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law, with the law, that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. That's the tension that we're used to hearing about there from Romans 7. But if you notice, there's something conspicuously absent, or rather, I should say, someone 
conspicuously absent. When you read Romans 7, there's no mention of the Spirit. He's not there. What, what Paul is wrestling with in Romans 7 is the reality that the law can't bring about in him what it demands of him. He recognizes that the law is good. He recognizes that it lays out God's holy will. He wants to do it, but he can't. The law can't produce in him what it demands of him. But then when we get to Romans chapter 8, the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. See, the law is not a tool of sanctification. It, it, it points out our sin. It leaves us dead in sin. Yes, I get it. It lays out righteousness. It lays out the will of God. But the law can't produce in us what it demands of us. Only the Spirit of God can do that. Only the Spirit of God puts to death our flesh. The law doesn't put our flesh to death. Believe it or not. If we, if we need flesh to be put to death, sin to be purged, the law's not what we run to. Paul says in Romans 8 and here, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. What puts our flesh to death? The Holy Spirit. He's the one who does that. Rather than asking what puts our flesh to death, our question should be who puts our flesh to death? And Paul tells us in Romans 8, and he reminds us here in Galatians 5, it's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, the third person of the Trinity. If we walk by the Spirit, this is an incredibly bold statement, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Then in verse 17, he lays out that tension. In verse 18, he brings it back around to the law. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Notice what Paul's doing there. He's reminding the Galatians there is a Christian life. You should not live according to your flesh. Picking up on what he's already said in chapter 5, verse 13, you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So he's clear we're not to live by the flesh. There is a Christian life we are to live. We're to do something different than what our flesh wants. But he reminds us that doesn't mean running back to the law. That's the point of verse 18. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Paul's saying, yes, I am calling you to righteousness. Yes, there is a Christian life we are to live. Yes, we are to put to death the deeds of the flesh. No, our freedom doesn't mean we get to just indulge the flesh. But the solution is not running back to the law. The solution is is the Spirit of Christ living in you and you in Him. That's how we live the Christian life. It's what he says in Romans 8. It's what he's diving into here in Galatians 5.
the spirit, not the law, is the one who conquers our flesh, who gives an answer to the tension within us. Might we learn to walk in him. Amen. Thank you.